Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Good morning and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. A morning, Rhino. What howdy, day? Howdy, it's hump day. Man, oh man. This week and last week of the month of May, Memorial Day upon us, uh, we're going to be down at uh, Camp Shelby. Uh, I will, at least. On uh, Friday, we'll be bringing the show live, uh, remote, statewide Memorial Day celebration at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby. You know, that museum might be the best-kept secret in the state of Mississippi. It's an amazing facility that honors the service and sacrifice of the United States military. JT Show will be live uh, on Super Talk Mississippi from Camp Shelby on this Friday. And our Sports Talk friends, they're over there at the SEC tournament. With Mississippi State playing right now against Florida. What's the go? Uh, it was 1-1 at the bottom of the first, but that was the last I checked. All right. The Rebels had a, a nightcap of a nightcap last night and ended up defeating the Auburn Tigers over there in Hoover. So we shall see where all that uh, leads, but uh, always a great event. And then after that, of course, we've got regionals, super regionals, and the World Series coming up. And as we said, the NCAA, the, uh, the folks over there said, you can have full capacity for these events. That's pretty cool. You know, the other thing that's going on is the Ole Miss ladies golf team. Women's golf team. Playing for a national championship. National championship in golf. That is amazing. That's really cool. How about that? Let's hope uh, the Rebels bring home the national championship trophy for women's golf in the NCAA. I used to play golf when I first started at the old university course. And, uh, of course, couldn't afford a cart. I think it was like three bucks to rent a car. I couldn't afford that. And it used to walk that course, and anybody that's ever played it knows that it is quite the walk. It's it's hilly. You're up there in the hills, you know, and it is up and down and up and down. And I used to uh, used to play it in gym shorts and no shirt. I'm out there one day playing, and it's the great Johnny Vaught. 
who played a lot of golf, with Steve Sloan, head football coach of the Rebels at the time. And they played together. Sloan was quite the golfer. And so I'm on the course, and they're on a, a, a hole on the other nine, and, and these two holes are, are adjacent. I'm going, I think, like number four, and I don't remember the one on the back at the time. Anyhow, <laughs> Johnny Vaughn said, put your shirt on, son. That's the only thing he ever said to me. <laughs> yes, sir. I had to reach in my bag, pull my shirt out. But he was right. But there's nobody out there. It's mid- middle of the summer. It's like 100 degrees. Uh, anyhow, quite the old days. Speaking of golf, Tiger Woods. You seen this story about how he encountered a young soccer player that is undergoing, let's say, 10 years old, maybe, young uh, young girl, some serious cancer treatment. And there's this photo going viral of him inspiring her to stay strong. Honestly, I think she probably inspired him more than he did her. And the photo shows him on crutches, with uh, with a big old bra- brace on his knee, <clears throat> not many images of the golf star since that accident. When was that? January, February time. Somewhere frame. around there, yeah. But well, remember, know. he had a compound fracture. It's pretty it t- nasty. It takes a while, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he's got a big old brace on it. It uh, you know certainly looking at that photo, you wouldn't think he's coming back to play golf anytime soon. But who knows? He's a magnificent athlete, and they can uh, they can recover quite rapidly. All right, David in Pascagoula says it's now Florida four and State one, bottom of the second. There you go. We'll try to keep a little tabs on that. Yesterday down at the Capitol, some folks got pretty fired up about the medical marijuana program and uh, had a scheduled event. What is it called? Uh, we Are the 74, I believe. Was it? Was that the name of it? I think that was the name of it, yeah. Anyhow, they were... Uh, I'm looking at the photos. There was a, quite the gathering. There was a group. They were, of course, rallying at the Capitol in protest of the Mississippi Supreme Court r- ruling, which struck down the program. Yeah, We Are the 74 a group whose name gives a nod to the 74% of Mississippians who voted for Initiative 65. There's only one problem with that. That's not accurate, mathematically speaking. It is true that of those who voted uh, for the uh, Initiative 65 versus Initiative 65A, yeah, they are the 74% versus none whatsoever. Well, actually, of the 65 versus 65A. But it, it was a big undervote, meaning if you look at the top item on the ballot, which was for the president, fewer people voted in this ballot initiative than they did for the president. They just didn't vote. And so as a result, it, um, it makes it appear to be 74%. But it's 74% of those who voted for the ballot measure. And so the numbers really work out to be 62% roughly voted for either, and either 65 or 65A, meaning they supported a medical marijuana program. If you just look at it, yes or no, do you support a medical marijuana program? And then 
of those, 58% voted for 65. So it's a little misleading. Just want and our friend Senator Daniel Sparks, I think, was the first to call that to our attention and was nice enough to hand me the the uh, tabulation, the results from the Secretary of State. So it's it's a little misleading. I, I still say that's overwhelming. Uh, you know, in the context of of uh, statewide vote. I don't care if it's 58% or 62%. That's a lot. And if it were an election for a candidate for an office, that's considered a landslide, essentially. But nonetheless, just wanted to point that out. So there was a Harrison County resident and veteran, a Mr. Collins, says, I'm not anti-legislation. I'm not anti-government. I am anti-ignore your constituents. No special session. Collins said he knows what's next. No re-election. There you go. So, hmm, I don't know. This is uh, really setting up to be quite the controversy. Not that it already isn't a controversy, but it uh, seems to be intensifying as folks kind of wait to see what's going to happen. We shall see. Now, we've got Coming up on the program uh, later on today, we've got Senator John Horn. He's been on the show before. He's a good friend. He represents District 26. That's Hines in a portion of Madison County. He's the chairman of the Senate Labor Committee and vice chair of the Senate Tourism Committee. And we'll ask him that question. We'll get him to, to analyze the possibility of a special session to address the medical marijuana program and the rules concerning the citizen-initiated ballot measure process. Uh, And then we've got Douglas Carswell. He's the president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. He joins us at 12.05. He'll give us his analysis of the importance of having a citizen initiative process in Mississippi and uh, his reasons for not wanting to make any serious changes to that law. But coming up first at 10.37, Jack Rutland, host of True American Heroes radio program. That's on Supertalk Brookhaven. And he'll share his stories that he's heard from those in the armed forces. He's had several interviews he's conducted through the years. And talk about the importance of supporting our veterans who are still with us. And, of course, with Memorial Day coming up, special respect and gratitude to those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. That's coming up uh, Memorial Day. Difference between that and Veterans Day, of course, as we had Representative uh, Trent Kelly explain on the program yesterday. He, of course, a major general in the armed forces. We got a break right here, the commissar. <laughs> That's so appropriate these days, isn't it? <laughs> we'll take that break. We'll come back with more talk.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 88. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 68. Your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 89. Thursday evening, mostly clear, low around 70. And for your finally Friday, a 4 in 10 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 88. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an x -Mark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special x -Mark pricing and special x -Mark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still... 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Xmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Xmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Xmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Employers, are you looking for new employees? Spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. It's anniversary days at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton, celebrating 150 years since 1871. It's 50 pounds of 13-13-13 for $10.99. Two and a half gallons of generic Roundup for $44.99. And 50 pounds of Black Gold Sunflower Seed for $19.99. And don't forget the unbelievable savings at the Makita Tool Truck Sale all week long. The Makita Grease Gun for $199.99. The LXT Brushes Blower for $249.99. And the LXT Brushes String Trimmer for $189. Celebrating 150 years at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino on this hump day. 
All right, so I would, as Mike Enrichton says, I would argue that the percentage of people that did vote on Initiative 65 were more confused on which one to vote for, so I would think the actual number of supporters of Initiative 65 would even be lower. I mean, Mike, that's completely speculative, uh, unless you went to everybody that voted for 65 and said, hey, now that you know more about what's in it, would you have cast your vote that way? Look, that's on the people. The Initiative 65 people... They made I mean, if clear. we're playing that game, ask Biden voters how many people they would vote for Trump if they had to fill up the tank every recently. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I, I hear you, but the fact is, if you didn't know, or you were unsure or unclear, then don't vote, which is what a lot of people did, by the way. There was a significant undervote. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you could be right, Mike, but there, there's just no way to tell. Absolutely no way to tell. And then another uh, listener said that, uh, let's see if I can find it here, Rhino, who was, uh, who was it that was said we were being sarcastic about it? Matt from Savannah. He said, I don't appreciate the sarcasm used when talking about medical marijuana. I wonder if Dems use the same sarcasm when debating abortion. I, all I was doing was, was sharing the mathematical data. I said nothing about medical marijuana, its merits, or its risk. Nothing. Not this morning. Zero. I just was trying to explain the fact that the we are the 74 is not totally true when they make the statement that 74% of Mississippians, the math just simply doesn't align with that. That's all I'm saying. Now, I also said that even if it's even at 62% in favor of some sort of program, that's what the numbers bear, that's overwhelming, in favor of a program. 58% said, and I want 65 once we have a program. That, too, is overwhelming. If you won an election as a candidate by 58 or 62 percent, respectively, it's a pretty comfortable margin. That's a landslide. That's one where you were packing up the the party at about nine that night because you, you, you knew it was done. That's exactly right. It was called very early. That's a good point. Exactly right. That's not one you're waiting till two in the morning for last minute. Right. Very final vote. Or next day, or in hell, in the case of our presidential election, it took a few days, right? And the hell, they're still arguing about it, for that matter. So, and there's I, one thing I don't get about the the proponents for the audit in Arizona. Okay, take take all of Arizona's votes away from both. It doesn't change the result. Doesn't change the result. Nobody's come up as much as I believe that we need fully accurate elections in a process that is bulletproof, and one of integrity that voters, citizens can rely on, as far as changing the results and the outcome, I haven't seen the math that would support that. Nobody's provided that. That's, that's the issue. So right, Rhino's right. We can go count Arizona to the cows come home and totally flip that. It doesn't change the outcome. Does it show that there was election impropriety? Yeah. And do I believe there was? Yeah. Was it enough to change the results? I don't know. It seems unlikely at this point. My gut feel is probably not. Now, if you were to have the election today, would it change? 
I think there's a chance. I think there's a lot of folks that have gotten a taste of Bidenism and don't like it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Certainly possible. Here's what we'll know, as is always the case. The 22 midterms, that's essentially a referendum on the president. In most cases. And normally what happens is it goes to the other party. If certainly In recent history. In yeah. recent history, right. Um, so we'll see. And, of course, everybody in the House, all 44, 35 are up. And a slew over in the Senate as well. I don't remember the number. I want to say it's 32, something like that. But we'll see uh, where all that's going to go. So... Uh, Rusty from Greenville says, what was the total of the last census of those who voted for Maryland? We don't have any of that data, Rusty. All we have are the official tabulated data numbers from the Mississippi Secretary of State. That's all we have. So Rusty's taking issue with the, quote, an overwhelming number of Mississippians voted for it uh, at uh, 70, 58, okay. 62. I got you. Uh, well, we don't generally include three-year-olds or ten-year-olds or fourteen-year-olds when you say the majority voted for. Or pe- so the or, census really doesn't matter at that point, does it? Or people who didn't vote. Right. I mean, so you we don't have a way to tell. I mean, I I saw. You you remember when Obama won? I can't remember which of his elections. There was this narrative that the evangelicals stayed home. Remember that? Five million evangelicals, they just got mad, pouted, stayed home, didn't vote. I don't know where they got that from. There was some sort of survey they did. Some were even arguing if they'd voted, California would have turned out different. Got no chance. No chance. I think there were, not anymore, there were 55 electoral votes. In California, if I'm not mistaken, you could just go ahead and write that in the Democrat column before you even start the election. That's the problem. That's why it's so hard to win presidential elections, because the big populous states are blue. So you stick California, New York, Illinois in that column right off the bat, and you sweat Florida and Texas, which are the big, the next uh, states in terms of population that are big, that are red. That's why it's so hard. So, Cindy says there's no way Joe Biden got 88 million votes. Well, how do we know, Cindy? It does seem unusual, but remember, the number of votes doesn't matter. What matters is how the votes were cast in the states based on the electoral votes. Doesn't really matter. And also remember, a whole bunch of those votes come from those big populated states, such as California such as New York. Remember, Trump won, even though he didn't win the popular vote when he won in 2016. I mean, that's the way we want it. It's based on the electoral vote. Otherwise, we'd never win. If it were based on popular vote, we'd never win. Never. I hate it. I really do. But that's just the fact. That's the reality. Why do you think the Democrats want to change the system? That's exactly why. Because they know they'd win every time. Why do, you, why do they want, as an alternative, D.C. to become a state? Because they know they'd win every time. That, that's the problem. 
And we sweat it, sweat it. Oh my gosh, what's Florida going to do? What's Pennsylvania going to do? What's Ohio going to do? What's Michigan going to do? What's North Carolina? The so-called swing states, they own it. I used to think Ohio was the big one during the Obama years, and I used to always think who, whichever Republican candidate can fill the Cleveland Browns stadium for a rally, that they're going to win. If they can do that, they'll win. And Ohio has uh, went red last couple of times, which is is good. But man, we're still fighting this uh, this sentiment across the country. And it's, it's disturbing. And, and what's even more disturbing is, as we've talked about so many times on the program, the schools are under the control of the left, and they're just building out a little obedient leftist students who grow up to be leftist voters. <laughs> That's what we got to worry about. So, Let's see. Uh, Morning, men. And what does it say about state Supreme Courts that won't rule for investigation on these matters but pick gun rights up within a month and a half? State Supreme Court? Not following you on that one. That on the 662 ceasefire tax line. You get that, Rhino? I was unaware the Supreme Court was supposed to investigate anything. They don't, right. I thought that was the British way of doing court. They And they have no power to do so. Uh, yeah, that's not it's not the purpose and function of the courts. Certainly not the Supreme Court. Speaking of which, you know, when you think about shell oil, it's called shell oil, right? You go to the gas station, put gas in your tank under a shell logo. They're from the Netherlands. The courts over in the Netherlands have ordered them. I don't even see how this is possible. This is different here in the States than it is in the Netherlands, that 45% of their energy that they produce by 2030 has to be so-called green, cannot be a product of fossil fuels. They're an oil company. 45% by 2030. Exxon is now having to, having bowed down to the left and created this diverse board now their board is wanting them to shift away from the Exxon. No more oil. Go make something else. That's happening. That was, these are two stories that just broke last night. The court just ruled this morning. We'll be right back. Gallo here for AC Experts and William Overstreet. I've never seen anybody more thorough. 28 years experience in everything from maintenance to installation with upfront pricing on everything. Discounts for senior citizens, military first responders. Count on William at AC Experts at 769-237-COOL. You can email theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. And if you mention me, you'll get $50 off your service call. And if you didn't get the number, tweet me or text me personally and I'll send you the contact. For The AC Experts, highly recommended. Hi, this is Anitra over at MacBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms for sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. 
At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trusted advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A South Haven police officer was shot in Memphis Tuesday afternoon. Officer Roy Hurst was shot in the arm but was treated and released from a Memphis hospital. The suspect, Cody DeMitt of Marietta, Georgia, stole Hurst's car, led authorities on a six-hour manhunt, and was later arrested in Arkansas. And a Starkville man is accused of filing false loan applications to receive $6 million in PPP money that was supposed to help businesses stay afloat during the pandemic. The Justice Department is investigating over 100 similar cases. The money did not flow through a state agency, therefore we do not have the authority uh, or access to the documents to investigate. But State Auditor Shad White said Mississippi set up its own version of the program called Back to Business. That program does fall under the Office purview. White said they're investigating several cases of possible violations of that program. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. 
Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. If a muckety-muck wants you to hear what they got to say, they come here first and sit down with Gallo and JT. This is Ground Zero for all Mississippi muckety-mucks. Super Talk Mississippi. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi rhino before uh, we introduce mr rutland give us a score update uh the bulldogs are getting beat handily by the gators it is nine to one in the bottom of the third jeez hmm. all right we'll double keep tabs elimination, on that though. yeah it is double elimination that's right so all right jack rutland host of true american heroes radio program on super talk brookhaven joins us now morning jack Good morning, Gerard. So good to hear from you, man. Uh, it's uh, the last week of May. Memorial Day is upon us. It kind of always marks the official start of summer, but we do so by paying tribute to those in our armed forces who, who made the ultimate sacrifice for our, our freedoms, who, who died while uh, serving their country, and I know that you have conducted a number of interviews through uh, the years with uh, our veterans, uh, those that are still with us. Um, tell us about some of those. Share some of your experiences and some of those stories. Oh, wow. We need probably two or three hours, Gerard, <laughs> to do any kind of real justice to uh, sharing some of those stories. But, yes, sure. about ten years ago, we... Uh, we were having an a anniversary celebration for the Military Memorial Museum in Brookhaven, which is in the old depot and is still open today uh, to the public, uh, which honors people from Lincoln County and Brookhaven and the surrounding area who served in the military. But we wanted to do something special, and Supertalk very graciously invited us to do this, uh, this program, True American Heroes, where we were going to interview about half a dozen, maybe ten over the next several months, and there was such a tremendous response from people loving to hear these men share their experiences that all of a sudden 
it's lasted all of these years, now almost 10 years, and we've got 50-plus interviews that are still on the radio, are played by Super Talk in Brookhaven every week, and, and, and the public still loves to hear them because it's just neat to hear stories about the men and women that you go to church with and pass on the street every day knowing that, uh, wow, he was in combat during World War II or he was in combat in Desert Storm or he experienced the cold weather of Korea during the Korean conflict. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just been a privilege and an honor for me to be a part of these things. But to talk to you about some of those, oh, that's so hard. <laughs> because all everyone that I've interviewed has a – they're sharing out of their lives. They're sharing the experiences that, in many cases, molded them into the people that they are, the men and women that they are. But – you know, to do to do justice, I, 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 let me just give you some names and men that I remember significantly. Uh, that and some of the experiences that they had. I, I remember Mr. Uh, Don Hemphill. I went to church with for years and didn't know anything about Mr. Don except he was a really soft-spoken school teacher. And then I found out during the interview that Don Hemphill was actually an Army engineer during World War II and landed on the beach. At the end of the day, on D-Day, June 6, 1944, and he shared his experiences about what he saw on the beaches that day, and and then he also shared the experiences that he had going across Europe and was in, in the Army and doing what engineers do in the Army until the war ended. Just tremendous thing that, that, that this guy was involved in. But, but you never would have known it if he hadn't done the interview. I wouldn't certainly know it. And there was a young man that came in one day that we interviewed, we'd set up, who was in the Marines over in the Middle East. And and I got to talking with him. And then, he, and then the, in the middle of the interview, he talked about being on the point of a small patrol going through a, uh, a little village in the Middle East. And when he rounded the corner, all he saw was a bright flash. And an insurgent had fired around at him and hit him directly in the chest. Hmm. Now, thank God for Cavalier armor, mm-hmm. and, and it knocked him unconscious. But he said when he came to, he was just thrilled that the medic looked at him and said, Boy, you better be thankful for that armor, because it did protect him. He had a big bruise, but it protected him. That kind of experience, I can only imagine how that impacted that young man's life. Uh, there's been so many of the young Jack. How excuse me? How old was he then? Oh, he was in his like he may have been 19. Unbelievable. 19. He was in the Marine Corps. Yeah, and then there was the lady, um, Ovia Sanford, that we interviewed. We had to go to the nursing home. The, the radio station very graciously was able to set it up so we could do an interview in the nursing home where she was. This lady was in World War II and was a nurse. Mm-hmm. She actually was a front, what they called, I think it was a triage treatment center. It was right at the front line so that they could get severely wounded soldiers immediately back to them so they could get enough treatment to stay alive before they sent them back further behind the lines to get a more concentrated treatment to help them recover. And she was up at that front line <laughs> tent mm. taking care. She said her tent had 40 soldiers. There were mm. multiple tents. And she was responsible for them, holding their hands when they died, 
Mm. And, and just being a good nurse, I have a picture of her with General George S. Patton pinning the bronze star on her uniform for her service during World War II to those wounded soldiers. Um, she was just a very quiet, gracious lady. She lived to be in her 90s. i got to mention one of the gentlemen I interviewed early on, back about, I think, 2013, Mr. Cecil Rhodes. Now, Mr. Cecil, many of my World War II veterans have, have passed on because of their age, Gerard. But Mr. Cecil, I think, if I'm correct, is 101 years old. And I interviewed him way back at the beginning of these, beginning of these interviews. And Mr. Cecil was in Europe and served in the 8th Air Force. And one of the things he said to me as we were talking about, he said a couple of things. I know one of the more difficult things for him to share with me that while he was in England, he found out that his brother, who was in the Army in Europe, had been killed in combat. But Mr. Cecil told me that when he got over there, he was he might have been 20 years old. I don't remember how old he was, but he said one of the first things he got there, uh, it, it, all of a sudden it was a weekend and there was nothing for them to do. So he wandered into this little British, British village and uh, he said, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any buddies with me. He said, I sat down on a bench, and I never have had such a feeling of loneliness. And there I was on the other side of the world away from my family. I didn't know anybody, and here I am in the middle of a great war. And he said, I looked up, and there in the square of that little village was the British flag and the American flag. Hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Just incredible. So when, so you, when you talk to these folks, uh, having served and, and having experienced uh, all of that, that you know, so few people really have, and especially as time goes on, even fewer, how, how has that impacted their lives? I mean, you experienced something like that, at the, as you described, Jack, at age 19, 20. How has that impacted their lives? Is it is it caused them to, I guess, struggle? Do they do they still have, um, I guess, the the syndrome as they call it, post traumatic stress syndrome yeah. and so forth? Do they deal with that? And did, did it affect them? You know, just trying to to work and contribute and, and uh, integrate into society after that. It's got to be you a know. Yeah, that's an incredible thing to say because we're talking about many of these interviews were, were men who were sharing experiences with me that happened 50 or 60 or 70 years earlier. Yeah. But let me just say this. I can only tell you what I saw in these men and this lady that I've interviewed. There were some consistencies. There were some similarities in their lives. You know, one of the things that I saw, especially in our World War II, and in the others as well, I saw great humility. Yeah. They they realized they had survived, and many of them's friends did not. So there was a real humility there, and I, and and you can't say enough about the patriotism. They 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 had gone when their country needed them to go, uh, and and they had done their job. Not all of them were in combat, but all of them were over there doing their job, and it took a concentrated effort from all of the men and women who were doing what they did for us to have the victories we had against these aggressors through time. Yeah. A lot of lot of courage, a lot of, you know, still raw emotion. I, yeah. I saw more than, more than one tear up as he talked about those experiences 
from Korea. I remember one gentleman who was Jack, a banker. Pardon me, Jack. Hold that thought. we got a break yeah. right here. We'll get you on the other side of the break. I want to hear this. A fascinating story. Jack Rutland, host of True American Heroes radio program on Super Talk Brookhaven, is our guest. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was down 37 to 82.34. December cotton was down 35 to 82.74. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans were down three and a quarter to 15.08 and a half per bushel. August soybeans were down five and three quarters to 14.54 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was down three and a half to 6.16 and a half per bushel. September corn was down four cents to 5.37 and a quarter per bushel. At the market till August live cattle was up 62 to 120.72. October live cattle was up 47 to 125 even. August feeders up 60 to 157.27. September feeders up 75 to 158.67. At this hour, the Dow Jones is up 39 points, 34,351. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices, but they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications, and it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. 
Virginia herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Compromise is nice if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitech fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitech fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. There she stood in the street, smiling from her head to her feet. I said, what is this now, baby? Maybe she's in need of a kid. I said, hey, what's your name, baby? Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Jack Rutland, host of True American Heroes Radio, is our guest. All right, Jack, please continue. Well, Gerard, I'm just—I feel like I'm rattling on, but no, I, you're doing great. I, it's fascinating. I, I just—I just have so many things I remember hearing these guys say, and 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 see, I had the good fortune, I guess, was what you'd call it, of looking them in the face when we did these interviews. Yeah, and I could see the emotion, and I could see what it brought back in their memories, and I was just sharing with you momentarily, uh, just a moment ago, about. Mr. Jerry Raines, who mm-hmm. was in Brookhaven and worked for a bank, and Jerry was not a very big guy, but he was a big smile, and he was always enjoyed seeing him, and he came in to do our interview, and I found out that he had been in the Marine Corps. Well, that in itself is quite an achievement to be a Marine, mm-hmm. and, and secondly, I found out that he had served in Korea, and he was actually a part of the Marines that were surrounded by the Chinese and North Koreans at the Chosan Reservoir, Yeah, and he talked about how cold it was. And knowing that they were surrounded and they were making preparations to fight to the death or having to destroy fuel depots so that the enemy wouldn't get it and destroy papers. And he said, we were spending all our time getting ready. But one of the generals, General Chesty Puller, told Mm. him, said, don't worry, guys, it's good to be surrounded because you can shoot in any direction and hit the enemy. (laughs) But just just guys like Jerry Raines. Uh, there's just so many stories, Gerard. I can just keep telling them if you want me to. Well, let me ask you, uh, Jack, uh, have you interviewed, are these mostly uh, veterans that are from Mississippi? Are they Mississippians, or have you interviewed them from uh, around the country? Well, that's that's a good question. Most of the ones are, it started out Brookhaven, Lincoln County. Yeah. And because of uh, Super Talk Southwest, we started doing a few in Macomb and Hazelhurst. Um, I mean, I've actually done a couple from out of state, but it was because they were in Lincoln County visiting family members. And the family member would call and say, hey, could, could you want to interview my uncle? And I never say no. You know, if they were, if they were veterans, if they served uh, their country and wore the uniform in conflict, uh, their stories need to be heard. 
all the veterans, all of our military people, when we have Armed Forces Day, I salute all those that wore the uniform. But those that served in conflicts, oh, those, those are special men and women. And I, I really enjoy sharing their testimonies and their stories. And I, But most of the people are local people. Yeah. And as you know, Jack, we, I mean, we're losing. We're, we don't have many remaining yeah. that served in World War II. And so, with respect to uh, subsequent conflicts, of course, we got the Korean War, and then the Vietnam War, and then uh, Desert Storm, and so forth. But the those folks that served in World War II, I mean, there's not many of them left. No, and, and one of the neat things the radio station did for this is, is everyone we interviewed, we gave them a copy of their interview. Wow. And I've had brothers and, and sons and daughters come up to me and say, I never heard Daddy talk like that. Yeah, I never heard these stories. So now, thank the Lord, we've got a way for them to keep these memories of what their family member did, and they'll always have it as long as they've got that uh, CD they can play. Yeah, that's just that's just so awesome. And I think what is really cool is is our connection, our being Mississippi, our connection uh, to these various conflicts. Uh, I don't know. Is there a sense of pride? That, uh, oh, that you feel about that. Absolutely. And I, 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 I'll pat Lincoln County on the back a little bit. When you walk into the courthouse in, in Brookhaven at the Lincoln County Courthouse complex, uh, there's a big monument in the front. It's got the names of every man or woman who died serving their country during a conflict. Right. And I don't know. I've I've read the whole list before, and I, and and there's even a, there's even two brothers. Can you imagine the family mm. in Bogachita, the mom and dad who lost two sons mm. in World War II? So yeah, there's a real sense of pride, and I think that's why our little museum is successful, and I think that's why this program. It's certainly not me. It is, and and the, the stories are really significant. But I think it's just a sense of pride in knowing that my neighbor, my my friend down the road was willing to serve and risk his life, because that's what these guys did. They didn't go to die. They went to serve, but sadly, some of them didn't come home. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I, you know, I have a um, uh, father-in-law and my father, both of whom are deceased, served in World War II. Uh, my, bro- my brother served in Vietnam, and, uh, and my uncles. I mean, it, and you, when you talk to them, if you can get them pinned down to talk about it, which is often difficult, it's just, it's just fascinating. It blows me away, and I'm so grateful to them. And uh, we're out of time, but grateful to you, Jack, for what you do to keep these stories alive and to give them life and to honor those. I'm, I know those families are, are just tickle pink about that and, and appreciate uh, what you do there, man. But what we do is just to, to keep their memories alive. We will never forget what they did for us. It's a good thing. Well, let's honor them all on Memorial Day for sure. You have a good one. We'll talk to you soon, Jack. Thank you, friend. You got it. We'll take a break right here on uh, the JT Show. We've got news coming your way. When we come back, we've got Senator John Horn in the studio. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. There's been a mass shooting at a rail yard in San Jose, California. The sheriff's spokesman says there are multiple fatalities and injuries. He did not say how many, and that the shooter is dead. 
but he didn't say how he was killed. The shooting took place at a light rail facility. It's next door to the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department and across a freeway from the airport. Senate Republicans are upping their offer to the White House on infrastructure spending close to a billion dollars, but without touching the corporate tax cut passed in 2017. GOP Senator John Barrasso told the Fox Business Network $700 billion of unspent coronavirus relief money could help pay for the proposal. Roads, bridges, ports, airports, waterways, broadband, the things that make a difference in people's lives. The White House is expecting the offer tomorrow, ahead of a soft deadline to wrap up negotiations. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. America's listening to Fox News. What are the kids singing about? You know that game Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The Supreme Court ruling on the Initiative 65 case becomes official this Friday. Kelly Jacobs supported an early voting initiative. She's hoping a motion for a rehearing will be filed before it's too late. We think that we the people have the right to try and hail Mary, you know, give the court one more opportunity to realize that they made a mistake in this ruling. Kelly argues the court's ruling changed the Mississippi Constitution rather than protected it by negating the initiative process. Dr. Catherine Pinnell believes there probably is a place for medical marijuana in people with end-stage cancer or other terminal illnesses. What that looks like, we don't know. We don't have enough research. But I, again, it goes back to 65. There were just way too many medical diagnoses and just too many problems with that initiative for it to actually be a good, credible program. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. 
Southern Mississippi students have earned the title of National Cyber Scholars. Out of an original group of 30,000 high school students across the country, Bridget Foster and Zachary Champion were two of just 600 that earned the title and took home a $2,500 scholarship for winning the 48-hour competition designed to elevate aptitude in combating cyber threats. A growing field, recent studies show that more than 3 million cyber professionals need to be trained to protect our nation's infrastructure. A second Jackson County Road employee is being charged with embezzlement. Charles Smith of Moss Point is accused of stealing equipment. He's out of jail on $10,000 bond. Former employee Wayne Smith of Van Cleve was arrested a couple of weeks ago and charged with embezzlement. He's free on $10,000 bond. Ingalls is hosting a drive-in hiring event tomorrow in Meridian. For more information or to register, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. It's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. Hour two of the JT Show kicks off. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Hump day. Rhino, uh, before we uh, visit with Senator Horn now in the studio, tell us about that statistic uh, as it pertains to Delo, Mississippi. Yeah, Ronnie from Prentice on the ceasefire text line chimed in. Don't forget about the town of Delo, which the the town of Delo became the town of Delo in the early 1900s. Before that, it was a village. But when World War II broke out, yeah, the town of Delo sent more men per capita to fight in the war than any other place to the point where Life magazine wrote an article about them. In the United States, right? Correct. 38% of the men who lived in Delo in fought grief. in World War II. That is incredible. Well, salute to Delo, and uh, I appreciate all those who serve. But that that is quite the feat and a, a notable statistic and a source of pride, I believe, for the great state of Mississippi here. So, all right, joining us now in the studio, Senator John Horn, our good friend. He represents District 26, that's Hines, and a portion of Madison County. He's chairman of the Senate Labor Committee, vice chair of the Senate Tourism Committee. Good morning, Senator. Always good to see you, sir. Great to see you, too, Gerard. 
so, Senator, does uh, do you represent all of Hines County? You've got uh, no, Senator no. Blunt has part of it too, there, right? There are five senators who represent uh, Hines County. Okay. Well, I'm learning so something there. I've got, I didn't know that. Uh, portion of northeast, north, northwest, um, Clinton, Bolton, Edwards, and okay. Hines County. Gotcha. All right. And Pocahontas. And Pocahontas, yeah. Uh, so, and Senator, how long you been in the Senate? I'm um, uh, uh, in my 29th year. Wow. That's incredible. It's, it's about time to go to the House. No, <laughs> man. Well, thank you, sir, for your service. And uh, I have uh, uh, enjoyed being on the Senator's program. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, over in Jackson at the studios over on Pecan Park Circle. That's yeah. that's a that's a museum. I'm fascinated every time well, I go in there. Uh, Charles Evers is who made the radio station, and there are a, there are a lot of photographs and other mem- memorabilia Incredible. of his. And he had a very storied career. I mean, it's a museum. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. It's uh, it's a learning experience. I'm just like in awe looking at all those photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that era, but uh, always enjoy coming on your program and appreciate you coming on mine. So the big news, of course, or the big story, I should say, we're tracking is the situation with Initiative 65 and the ballot initiative process uh, via citizen <coughs> petition that uh, it seems to be have just dead based on the Supreme Court's ruling. What do you hear in, uh, around the Capitol? If, uh, of course, I know you guys aren't in session, but from your colleagues, from the governor, the lieutenant governor, et cetera, are we going to get a special session or not? Well, I, I think uh, I'm not hearing much. I'm not okay. in that circle <laughs> at this point. Uh, but I'll say this: uh, Kevin Blackwell has yeah. got to be saying, "I told you so." Yeah, you know, we we need I needed a legislative alternative that mirrored uh, Initiative 65, and uh, in the, in the event that the Supreme Court he, and he filed and, one. In the event that the Supreme Court did not um, yeah. um, approve the, the measure, and yeah, he filed one and kept filing it un- until the process ran out on him. But um, uh, I think he's feeling a little vindication right now that that had he had we had that backup, then we wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, and the only statements I've seen to this point, Rhino, you may have seen something different. Was so shortly after the ruling, the lieutenant governor said we need to have a special a session to establish a medical marijuana program. The people clearly want one. On the House side, the Speaker of the House said we need to have a special session to fix the ballot initiative process. Right, right. Um, and it seems like both matters need to be addressed. Yeah, but there, there, there's also talk about, uh, well, if we do a special session, we got to do the tax overhaul. Okay. And so that's muddying the waters a little bit. <laughs> Well, we'll see all that. So, were you surprised at the, at the Supreme yeah, Court really? I, I, I really was. Okay, I really was. I, I I thought that given the fact that other initiatives had have been passed uh, using this process, even though we only have four congressional districts and it calls for five for the signatures to be gathered, I I just thought that that um, they were going to uh, prove it and go on about their business. But yeah. that's not what happened. No, not at all. And uh, I, I think there were people that were really in both camps I, I've spoken to, those who were surprised and and those who said, I told you so, this is the way they were going to rule. So, I don't know, it was totally speculative. They did a dang good job of uh, concealing any leanings that mm-hmm. they may have mm-hmm. had. Absolutely. I, I, which is, of course, they're obligated to do so. 
And uh, so hats off to them on, on that. But nonetheless, the, the plaintiffs in this case won their suit, that being yeah. uh, Mayor, Mayor Hawkins, Hawkins Butler, yes. right, of Madison County, of Madison, the city, excuse me. So uh, prevailed in the case. And, and so now we've got no medical marijuana program and what appears to be a broken ballot initiative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mechanism. Yeah, and, and the heat is on the governor. Um, only he can call a special session, and um, the governor's numbers are not all that high to begin with, and and with 74% of the people saying, we wanted this, yeah, uh, I think there, there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, so uh, we'll see where that goes. And, and I believe, Senator, if I'm not mistaken, when the, when the governor does call a special ha- session, it has to be for an express purpose. Yes. They, they have to uh, detail and identify exactly what yes. is going to be taken up. Well, and, and uh, it was during Governor Barber's uh, administration that uh, there was more specificity put in in certain calls, okay. and and the legislature in previous years has said, well, you called a session, but we, once we get in there, we can do what the heck we wanted to do, and and there was a showdown with Governor Barber, and so it's, ever since then, it's been a pretty strict oh. interpretation. Okay, gotcha. All right, so where do you stand, I guess, Senator? Do you support a medical marijuana program? I, in the state? I do, I, and I, I, you know, if seventy-four percent of our electorate says we want it, yeah. then, you know, uh, who am I to stand in, the, in their way? I think that that um, it does have some medical value, and uh, there are people who who have compelling. Uh, uh, physical or mental issues that could use the medical marijuana from everything I've read, and so uh, I think we need, we need it. Uh, I think that uh, the the issue with the governor is if we cure the initiative and referendum situation, then something that he's really not all that for, which is expansion of Medicaid, right. gets on the ballot all the faster. So so he's got to really uh, gotcha. walk a tightrope. Uh, in all this. And I think at this point, uh, the folks that are that are orchestrating the Medicaid expansion uh, initiative ha- are standing down, right? Yeah, they, they sort of discontinued it last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. So, which makes sense because otherwise you'd spend a lot of time and money. And at this point, it doesn't even look like we have a, a mechanism that would yeah, we stand don't have the a path test of a court. Right now. Nothing. Yeah, so. so, how do you feel about that? Should the state have a mechanism that oh, yes. allow a petition? Uh, I really believe that uh, we, we, we passed that measure uh, to allow. Well, we, we we put it on the ballot for folks to decide whether they wanted an initiative and referendum process back in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, folks overwhelmingly said that they wanted it, and then we've seen the use of it three or four times since then. Yeah. Well, it's I don't know. I've seen people kind of from the legislature, some are not too crazy about allowing the citizens to get a measure on the ballot. They kind of feel like that's usurping their responsibility. And Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that there ought to be that mechanism <laughs> to, to say, okay, be, well, the, the legislature has, has chosen not to deal with eminent domain, domain for yeah, example. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, if, the, if the citizens say we want something that, that pre- prevents someone from arbitrarily taking their property and putting it in some other private hands, then you know we ought to have have a means where we can do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I if agree. If the legislature doesn't address it, yeah, uh, just need to clean it up so that it works. It yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll certainly see where that happens. What what are some of your other legislative priorities? I, I know we're out of session right now, but you guys are thinking about this. Well, you know, I've been year. getting a, a lot of of um, uh, calls and and um, uh, folks are reaching out to me 
uh, about equal pay for women. Okay. That's an issue that we're probably going to have some hearings on later in the summer to just take up the issue and, and see see where it goes. Um, I'm uh, particularly interested interested in development projects, and we've got to, to de- deal with something <laughs> as it relates to the city of Jackson and this infrastructure issue. You know, we had the, a guy yeah. the other day who, who went on uh, uh, social media saying that, that Jackson is like a third world country. A visitor a said visitor, that. Yeah, a visitor, and and you know, it's our capital city. He yeah, said, he says the worst capital city he's ever seen. No, in he says the worst city. <laughs> worst city. Oh, I <laughs> he says I the worst city. Capital city. <laughs> no, capital. I read it and listened to him. Unfortunately, said that, you know he's traveled and visited all over the place. So we got to do something about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and and it's not just for for Jackson's sake. It's for the state's sake. Yeah. We got a break right here, but uh, you want to stick around? Sure. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the legislative priorities and kind of see where we go from here. And I share your concerns about the city of Jackson as well. We'll come right back after these messages. Stay with us. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Morgenstown has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell him. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Helium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. This is Destin Smith with Total Transportation. Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Are you tired of not knowing where you'll be next? Come join the family at Total Transportation and let us show you how trucking is really done. 
With our unlimited freight and no pay cap, you're always set up for success. We are a family. Our door is always open. Call your total transportation recruiter today at 1-888-963-9774 or visit drivefortotal.com and let us show you the way where our dreams are to help you achieve yours. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi rhino you got a score update state they were behind by a lot a minute ago weren't yeah they? last i checked let's get an update top of the sixth florida still up nine one all right brandon from corinth on the ceasefire text line from the 662 writes in thank you senator all the other initiatives have passed with a process but now all of a sudden it's a problem and two days ago it was said that the problem wasn't important so it, that absolutely is true. It, the difference, of course, Brandon, is that the, the court can only rule on what is before them. And in this particular case, a plaintiff uh, filed a lawsuit. And of course, that takes time, money, resources to do so. And, and thus far, there have been no challenges to the other two. So, uh, and then, Senator, you, you Uh, pointed out on the break, a distinction between the two that have been passed through citizen-initiated initiatives, and uh, one is, of course, eminent domain, the other voter ID. Explain the difference Mm -hmm. between those two with respect to challenging them. Well, you can't challenge... Excuse me, you can't challenge the voter ID. Yeah. Because it's already been codified into state law by the legislature, so yeah. it's state law. Okay. Uh, but I think if if you uh, saw a challenge on the eminent domain one, I think the court would have to rule the way they ruled on the medical marijuana. Yeah. You could challenge the law, but you couldn't challenge it on the basis of the uh, collection of signatures. Yeah. You, you could challenge, yeah. just say, hey, you just can't do a voter ID and 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 try to I guess uh, use as a pretext that that just being unconstitutional or illegal or something to that effect, and go fight it out in court. I'm not sure how far that would go, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to eminent domain, which you you could challenge its validity based on the signature harvesting process. Exactly. The same thing that happened exactly. with 65. Yeah. So right. yeah, it's a, kind of a, a hairy deal, but. 
Uh, and we were talking about the city of Jackson. You know, I, you and I have talked about this before, and, and I know a lot of people say, well, I don't care what happens to Jackson, I don't live there. But the fact is, the city of Jackson is our capital city, and we're all impacted mm-hmm. by its, uh, its condition. Yep. Well, you know, Jackson um, is the Flint, Michigan, the new Flint, Michigan of America, and that's that's um, unfortunate from a public relations standpoint, from from a safety standpoint. But it presents an opportunity also uh, with our our having that designation, uh, you know, having problems with our water, our drinking water, and our wastewater. Yeah. It presents a tremendous opportunity, especially since the president did the federal disaster declaration. Yep. Uh, that opens up a lot of federal money that the city could use to try to fix the inf- infrastructure problems that it has. Uh, but somebody needs to go after that money. It's not going to just you know land in our laps. And 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 then someone's got to manage the money. Uh, and, and the city has has some some capacity issues uh, with that regard too. So uh, it, 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 even though it's a problem, it's it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Do do you uh, do you talk much to the mayor? Are you in discussion with the mayor, the city council, uh, as a senator that covers uh, a good part of the city? Uh, you know, as it relates to legislation, we have conversations, and I've had conversations with them about this infrastructure issue. I've offered to provide some assistance personally with the context that I have in Washington, especially with this administration, and um, uh, those talks are, pro- are progressing, and hopefully they'll they'll end well. Yeah. We got this $1.8 billion of money coming yeah. down uh, to the state, and then I don't know what the amount is it's going to be allocated across the cities and counties, but it's a fair amount as well. I think the city's yeah. getting 45 uh, and the well, county 47. 40, or could, 47. Okay, and, and, have it and, backwards. Yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. Uh, and Hines County gets 45. And I think in, in terms of that $1.8 billion, uh, the legislature wants to see what are you doing to help yourself? Yeah, you know how much of that that ninety some odd million dollars, uh, county and city, are you all going to allocate to the city's infrastructure issues? Yeah, and and uh, once we we get a, a sense of that and we see how aggressively the city is going to Washington to talk to HUD, to talk to Treasury, talk to EPA, EDA, and and those agencies along with FEMA. Uh, to to uh, uh, access those federal declaration dollars, yep. you know that's going to have a tremendous impact on what the state's willing to do. Well, I think I saw a uh, an article uh, a couple of days ago. I think it was. I think it was written by uh, a colleague, Senator Chad McMahon, if I'm not mistaken, where he kind of laid out a framework for how he thought that money mm-hmm. should be allocated. Are you familiar with that? No, have you seen I haven't that? seen that. And I, and I think uh, I believe I got that right, Ron. You won't might want to check me. I'm pretty sure it was Chad. Um, But anyhow, I think what he said was we should take the major part of it and just allocate that equally across the counties to be used for, I think it ends up being about $12 million a county to to be Mm -hmm. used for infrastructure projects. And then I think he also suggested uh, using some of it for grants for uh, evolving industries, emerging industries, uh, AI, robotics, et cetera. And I'm trying to think of where he had the the rest of the money allocated, but nonetheless, what do you think about such a plan? Just let's just give twelve million dollars to every county. Does that make sense to you? Or uh, oh, I think there's some some validity to doing that. Uh, uh, out of the um, 
uh, I believe it's about nine hundred million dollars that the cities and, uh, that that cities and counties are going to get in Mississippi from the American Rescue Plan. Okay, that's and that's on on top of the one point eight billion that the, the the state is getting. Right. So some additional infrastructure money would not be a bad thing, and and I like the idea of innovative innovative uh, economic development. The, the state has got to, to move more in that direction if we expect to keep our young people here. Yeah, I agree. By the way, it was a he recommended he's proposing, I should say, um, three hundred million dollars to restore the level of the unemployment fund to get it replenished. He had that, and then a hundred million dollar grant program for the private not for-profit hospitals in Mississippi. He mm-hmm. says, I don't want to mm-hmm. see another private or not-for-profit hospital close. And then it was $984 million. That turns out uh, works out to be $12 million per county to be distributed to the counties mm-hmm. for infrastructure, roads, bridges, well, etc. Yeah, so so uh, I think that our unemployment insurance trust fund is, is pretty much flush uh, and back to where it was before the pandemic because we swept a lot of the money we got last year right into that fund if, if they weren't spent by a certain date right so i recall that as well yeah so, so um, i think it's somewhere around 715 uh, 20 million that we needed to get it back up to and I, i'd be surprised if we weren't pretty close to that number right now yeah i, I do recall uh, what you're talking about though that we we did uh, replenish it when we kind of depleted it right off the yeah, bat there right, right. last year i remember the speaker talking about that so does it make sense to have a special session, do you think, to discuss how to appropriate this $1.8 billion? Well, the prevailing thought uh, in the legislature before we signed a diet and, and left there until January of ne- next year was that uh, there is still money from last year that the state hasn't spent. Yeah. And that uh, we probably would spend the rest of this year spending that money, so it wouldn't hurt us to come back in January. i got to tell you, uh, um my personal opinion is we're looking for places to spend this money. I mean, yeah. that's just a yeah. fact. And yeah. be- right. when you consider the role, the function of government and where it can, I've even heard uh, reports, it's anecdotal, that the Department of Education had a hard time figuring out uh, yeah. where they could legally spend mm-hmm. all that money. Not that mm-hmm. they don't have needs, but where yeah. that money was restricted, and it was more than they could spend on those um, uh, those right. projects those, that are restricted. Those SF yeah. funds that came in in December, they're, right. they're just now trying to figure out how to spend yeah. them. And then there's another $1.6 billion that they got from the American Rescue Plan that's yet to be spent. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're scratching their heads a little bit about how to spend all that money. So now we got another $1.8, and Senator McMahon here says, let's give 984 roughly half of that, to the counties for road and bridge projects. It's about $12 million bucks. I think the thing that concerns me about that, I know the senator, he's a good friend, is that you've got different levels of population obviously mm-hmm. in the counties you got mm-hmm. different road and bridge needs in the counties and you know maybe it makes sense to i don't know work and, and so that yeah. is one of the areas that the money can be spent on so yeah. that's completely well, within the constraints in in previous times we've we've done stuff by population and also by the number of road miles that okay. have to be in a that in makes a sense city. um you know, but but we're also in a, a few months probably going to get an infrastructure bill uh, from the Biden administration yep. uh, as well. So so spending a lot of that too. on infrastructure, I'm not sure about. Yeah, and, and, and on the on the 1.8 billion that we've got. I know it's a deep question. We're out of time, but tax reform 
just tell me if you support it. Um, I don't support it in its current form, but I, I, I do think that we need to look at it. Okay. And so we need to study it over the summer. Fair enough. And I know you guys are doing that on the Senate That's side, right. right? That's All right. right. Senator, always a pleasure having you in the studio. Great Appreciate it, sir. with you, Gerard, and I look forward to your coming on Tell John one day soon. I'm ready to come on the Tell John program. You just <laughs> say the word, sir. All right. We'll be right back here on the JT Show. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 88. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 68. Your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 89. Thursday evening, mostly clear, low around 70. And for your finally Friday, a 4 in 10 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 88. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridge Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridge Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridge Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. This is a whole new me, <laughs> almost. You know. And of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around, and they had tears. <laughs> and then the whole, oh, it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Supreme Court ruling on the Initiative 65 case becomes official this Friday. Kelly Jacobs supported an early voting initiative. She's hoping a motion for a rehearing will be filed before it's too late. We think that we the people have the right to try and hail Mary, you know, give the court one more opportunity to realize that they made a mistake in this ruling. Kelly argues the court's ruling changed the Mississippi Constitution rather than protected it by negating the initiative process. Dr. Catherine Pinnell believes there probably is a place for medical marijuana in people with end-stage cancer or other terminal illnesses. What that looks like, we don't know. We don't have enough research. But I, again, it goes back to 65. There were just way too many medical diagnoses and just too many problems with that initiative for it to actually be a good, credible program. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. AARP is working to protect Americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash MS vaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash MS vaccine paid for by AARP. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. If you want to call us, 888-808-8637. That would be the number to dial. That's the Super Talk call line. Randy and Starkville says Jackson's cesspool of the state. We should move the capital to a respectable city, Madison, Olive Branch, Boonville, Oxford, Biloxi, Tupelo. Well, I don't think that's going to happen uh, it it is disturbing, and it's especially is for me as, as someone who, born and raised, grew up in Jackson, over in West Jackson, what is now an area that is totally dilapidated, and it's depressing. Went through it a couple of years ago. Haven't haven't been that way in a while, <clears throat> but it, there's got to be 
some workable solutions, and I think it's going to take lots of smart folks to figure it out. And it's, and it's got to start with ending the politicization of everything and the corruption that exists. Uh, it's it's a city, for example, I know as a vendor that from a contracting perspective, business relationship perspective, uh, they give preferential treatment to what, what are called MBEs, minority business enterprises. That's not, I'm not saying that that is the exclusive reason for the city's plight. I'm just saying that that's an example where You've got a government entity that that selects partners, not on the basis of the value they could provide to the city and its citizens, but on the basis of uh, their their status, their physical status, if you will. And it's a problem, in my view. But and there's just lots of cronyism that goes down there. And look, the senator knows that. I mean, of course, he's not in charge. He uh, he knows that. Um, it's, it's a problem that I certainly wish and hope uh, could be addressed. And it's, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's depressing going through the area. And, and I don't know if, folks, you've seen this, what the senator was talking about. There's a 12, I think it's a 12-minute video from a visitor last week, I believe, to the city. And, and it was published in the local media for the most part, but he just railed on the city. I do think he said it was the worst city he had visited. I'm not laughing about that uh, as much as I am. It wasn't just the capital city. I think he said worst city. I could be wrong. Check me out on that if you find it, Rhino. But It'll be difficult to double-check it because the video has been made private. Oh, how about that? So, speaking of which, how about this John Senna deal? Oh, my gosh. So, you tell the truth. Look, China isn't winning. We're conceding. We're conceding. All these, all these virtuous performers and, and uh, all, even all these corporate virtue signaling folks that just, you know, they've adopted all this diversity and inclusion stuff spending unbelievable amounts of time and money on that. but and, it, and it's really targeted more, if you think about it, at Americans. But when it comes to anything that might be construed, perceived as remotely negative by the Chinese, they fold like a cheap tent. That's what Senate did. You don't know if you guys are familiar with the story, uh, folks, but he, he accidentally told the truth. He referred to Taiwan as a nation. And he put himself and his companies at risk of losing lots of money from China because China doesn't recognize Taiwan as a nation. China wants to... I mean, they're on the cusp of invading Taiwan and taking it over with force. And he told the truth. So he turns around and records a video where he vehemently (laughs) apologizes. I mean, he's not just apologizing. He's begging, pleading, groveling, kowtowing, any other uh, adverb or verb you can dream up. 
that describes how despicable that was. But he's worshiping the Chinese Communist Party just because he called Taiwan a nation, which is true. And so he told the truth, but for fear of losing the market, because the Chinese Communist Party can just say, we don't like what that guy says, no more of that content in China. You can't make any money over here anymore. They'll just block you easily. They have total control over it. All the media, everything. The Internet, the Great Firewall of China, as we refer to it in the IT business. It's terrible. So this guy, and he records it in Mandarin. It, that's, that's even more appeasement. Records it in Mandarin. We can play it, but it's in Mandarin. you you got to see um, the closed caption, the captioning, or you don't know what he's saying. Unless you speak fluent Mandarin. I don't. I doubt many of our audience does. But this is terrible. So China says that it has sovereignty over Taiwan, and they're serious about it. And this country kind of straddles a line. On, on that matter, um, you know he's affiliated with the Fast and Furious movies, right? Made a bunch of money, and he's pretty good at all that stuff. Well, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first rodeo with the Fast and the Furious, or his second one. He's not; he hasn't been in it long. No, but uh, his short period of time in it has uh, brought him lots of wealth. Not to mention he's got, uh, what was he, a wrestler or something like that? Yeah, he was a wrestler with the WWE, and then he started doing some of their... Because the WWE has a movie studio where they they bring the wrestlers and do action films and stuff. Or at least they did. I don't think they've done that in a while. Well, anyhow, and of course that... He's just following in the the Rock's footsteps of of leaving wrestling and becoming an actor. Exactly. Except The Rock didn't record a video. And so Mandarin, you think this is his first Mandarin video? How did he pick it up? That ain't easy. I think he actually speaks it. I think he learned it for uh, a tour they did in China when, oh. when he was still with the WWE. Okay. Well, and so he, he totally backtracks on his statement about Taiwan's sovereignty and just goes off on this this video, produces it, where I'm telling you, he's not just apologizing. He's begging, pleading, worshiping, groveling for forgiveness. For, so it, what doesn't make any sense here, again, all of our energies in this country seem to be directed at the evils of Americans and America, yet... We kowtow to our most ardent foes. I don't get it. There's no doubt that they seek dominance of the world and dominance over us and transformation and control over this country. There's no doubt. And when you see stuff like that, you say, well, yeah, it's working. Think about what they did with a virus, which now all the leftists 
They're coming out. Even Politico, I think they scrubbed some statements they made. They're even coming out and saying, you know, maybe this thing did come from a lab. And the only reason they couldn't get on board with that theory previously is because it was Donald Trump's theory early on. Oh, if Trump said it, we can't support that. It's terrible. What's he scared of, says Amanda from Pike County. He's scared of not getting uh, that percentage off the profit from his ticket sales in China. Totally about money. Of course. there's a billion people over there. So if a third of them go to see your movie, that's the same as the whole population of the U.S. going to see your movie. It's just a gigantic market. There's no question about it. And let me tell you. It's why all the major entertainment firms in the country are bending over backwards to get into that market. The, the comic book industry is developing comic book characters based on Chinese mythology. Disney made Mulan with the help of the Uyghur slaves over there. So Totally true. That's absolutely true. You know that many of our major universities have big operations in China as well? Did you also know that there are 370,000 students in this country, in our universities, from China? Are we idiots? Well, it's because you either have to fight really, really hard and be the top point zero 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 one percent to get into the college over there, or you can just pay and come over here. Yeah, and, and especially if you're a minority, you're moved to the top of the list nowadays, see? But not over there, they, they do it based on performance and merit. Not here. But they're going to kick our butt because of it. That's what nobody gets. 370000 That's why these universities won't speak out against them. It's a huge source of revenue for them. It is time for a break right here on the JT Show. I want to share uh, a description of a photo from one of our listeners that I got yesterday. When we come back, stay with us. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. Hi, this is Anitra over at Mac B's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, spring sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. 
No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The first trade dispute panel request from the Biden administration under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement will come against Canada over dairy measures that undermine U.S. dairy exports to Canada. The move reflects a continued dispute about Canada's domestic dairy policies even after a deal was struck to allow higher U.S. exports of products such as milk, cream, skim milk, butter, cheeses, and whey products. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai announced on Tuesday the U.S. has requested and established a dispute settlement panel under the USMCA to review measures adopted by the government of Canada that undermine the ability of American dairy exporters to sell a wide range of products to Canadian consumers. The U.S. is challenging Canadian dairy tariff rate quotas in which Canada specifically set aside a percentage of each dairy TRQ exclusively for Canadian processors. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Free up your time. With Steel, you can spend less time working on your yard and more time doing the things you love. Not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Steel is only available through our 10,000 local steel dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Get big league performance in your backyard with steel battery tools. From mowers to trimmers, our AK Homeowner Series starts at just $199.99. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 10,000 local dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone the jt show super talk mississippi gerard and rhino in the studio on this day yeah so we got uh lots of text rolling in on the ceasefire the text line and uh we we did look up that video made by the visitor but rhino says it's private now one of our listeners sent a link to it and uh, it yeah, is. You true. go to his YouTube page and look at his videos. It's a bunch of him with a guitar doing covers of stuff, but that one's been privatized. It's been taken down, so you can't get to it. Huh. Interesting. The guy that made this on the ceasefire text line, the guy that made the video, blamed the city's issues on conservatives. Can you believe that? Well, my guess is it's maybe he's just. 
kind of extrapolating that the state, for the most part, yeah, certainly from a, a, a government perspective, is, is a conservative, if you look at who's in control, but probably doesn't realize that the city of Jackson is not. It is, uh, is different in that respect. <clears throat> so Mike and Goldport says, I also grew up in Jackson, graduating from Murrah High School in 1965. After graduating from Mississippi State in 69, moved to Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Florida, and finally back to Mississippi in 93 on the beautiful Gulf Coast. Over those years, I watched on visits home the deteriorating city, that being the city of Jackson. I used to walk downtown as a child to movies or visit the old Capitol or Wildlife Museum. My folks stayed in the city till 93 and had to move as the house was broken into and cars stolen in one month. I will not drive down my childhood home neighborhood near Fondren anymore. The problem is crime. Fix that, and they may be able to fix the rest of the problems. It's going to take a lot of money. I, You know, I have similar experiences there. Mike grew up over in West Jackson and did the same thing. Went to those museums, went to the Paramount, the Lamar, the theaters downtown, enjoyed shopping um, when I was a youngster in that area, and, and yeah, it's completely different. Not really sure what caused that. I mean, we could point to a lot of things and really deep dive, analyze that, but it is no question needs help and, and needs to get straightened up. And, it, and I think, like I said, I, I do believe that it's pulling the entire state down, in my view. So, um, Anyhow, census made a huge reputation on red, white, and blue honoring soldiers and cops. Yeah, that was his whole shtick with the WWE. Senna talking about Cena, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved him. Not now. Grover said, John, it's not all about the money. Paul McComb. Yeah, I, I wish that were the case, Paul. Uh, but, man, uh, NBA. I mean, just you could go down the list of all those companies, right? And... Um, and how they have just kowtowed to China, yet they're teaching their employees America's evil. I mean, it's nuts in the schools. But China, I guess it's it's virtuous, right? It's right. It, it's fair. I mean, it's just nuts. It's the same thing with all this climate garbage. You heard me say earlier on the show with some Dutch court has ordered Shell. I mean, if Americans are supposed to repent and ask forgiveness for the systemic racism of the past from 200 years ago, why is nobody outraged at what China did to control their population within living memory? Totally agree. It wasn't that long ago where you were only allowed one kid, and you better hope it was a boy. Yeah. Oh, it's it, extermination is what it was. Uh, no question about it. Uh, I w- also want to say that they are requiring... There's something about burials. I read a report on this about a year ago. I want to say they're requiring cremations. And there's some, some issues there. But they're, they're, they're not wanting to consume any space, any land and not uh, allowing proper burials and so forth uh, of the deceased. It's kind of a sad deal. Uh, But, yeah, it's a big problem. Jim from Caledonia says, Choosing minorities for the sake of diversity is nothing more than selective racism. I mean, I 
I have been experiencing this and talking about this for a long time. I, it, unfortunately, the way the left sees it now is that it's not enough to be so-called colorblind. It's not enough to be uh, to support the notion of equality. It's got to be equity, and it's it's um, you, yeah, you're right. The decisions are being made solely on the basis of physical attributes and not value creation. And uh, that's a that's a problem. Again, that's elimination of our or movement away from an achievement based society. I, I think uh, that is a bad thing for this country, and we got to stop it. We're going to take a break right here. We got news coming up for you, and then when 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 we come back, we've got uh, Mr. Douglas Carswell. He's the president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. We'll get his thoughts on having a citizen initiative process in Mississippi. We'll be right back. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. There's been a mass shooting in San Jose, California at a light rail facility that stores trains and has a maintenance yard. We do have multiple victims and we have multiple casualties at this point. Sheriff's Deputy Russell Davis says several of those people are dead. Uh, the suspect is confirmed deceased. I will not go into details as how what the cause of death is at this point. He says victims include employees of the Valley Transportation Authority, which runs the trains. Former President Trump is looking to have a lawsuit filed against him over the Capitol riot thrown out. In a court filing, a lawyer for former President Trump claims he has absolute immunity from Congressman Eric Swalwell's lawsuit. The brief also argues Trump is known for his enthusiastic and passionate speeches and that his remarks to supporters preceding the riot are protected speech under the First Amendment. Swalwell filed suit in March, claiming Trump. GOP Congressman Mo Brooks and Rudy Giuliani incited the siege on the Capitol. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hey, y'all. I'm Kayla Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and owner-operated for over 50 years. Come see our newly expanded store for all your tool needs. Our goal is to serve you and help you get the job done right with some of our power and hand tools from the biggest brands, but without the big box prices. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, to name a few. Ace Bolton Screw Company, proudly locally owned and operated. Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The federal government picks up the majority of what our state spends on Medicaid, but Senate Medicaid Chair Kevin Blackwell hints that that money isn't being spent wisely. We're spending a little over uh, about $8,300 per member. I, for that m- amount of money, I could go out and buy 
a policy, you know, private policy. Efforts to expand Medicaid through the ballot initiative process are dead for now. Blackwell is planning joint hearings over the summer. All available troopers will be on the road for the Mississippi Highway Patrol's Memorial Day enforcement period. But Major Johnny Paulo says you can help to ensure troopers have time with their families as well. And the way you can help that officer out is by making a good decision. Do the right thing behind the wheel. Avoid that crash where that law enforcement officer is going to have to respond along with first responders as well. The enforcement period begins Friday and runs through Monday. Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, visit our website at msboc.us. The first case of a COVID variant strain, the UK variant, was identified in Mississippi in February. Since then, 554 cases of variants have been confirmed in the state. The highest number of cases stem from the UK variant, with the largest concentrations in Hines, DeSoto, and Rankin counties. Health officials say the UK variant is known to spread more easily and quickly than other strains. With hate crimes against Jewish Americans on the rise in the midst of the conflict in the Mideast, Congressman Trent Kelly says it's exposed to hypocrisy amongst D.C. Democrats. You saw this with the Asian hate crimes uh, bill that they, that's what they called it, but it's not. It is all political messaging. I don't see one for Israel and Jewish people right now. Them asking to stop the hate, which are real deaths occurring. And so it's just crazy up there that they let policy and their crazy principles drive what they're doing. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hello, I'm Will Noble from Warren, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy. And they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to call 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart. If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke. In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive. Every second counts. Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. 
Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show rolling into the afternoon. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this hump day. Joining us now in the studio also is Mr. Douglas Carswell. He's the president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. Afternoon, Gerard, Mr. Carswell. hello. Thank you for having me on. So good to see you. So we've had some uh, rather engaging discussions uh, this morning. I had the Senator, <laughs> Senator John Horn on the program. We're talking about what appears to be the uh, broken... Uh, petition-based initiative mechanism here in the state of what Mississippi. What a mess. <laughs> I mean, you know, last week the Supreme Court, in effect, overturned a decision that 1.3 million Mississippians helped make last November. Yeah. And I think a lot of Mississippians will feel pretty cheated. Even if you didn't vote in favor of medical marijuana, even if you didn't support Initiative 65, I think we can all agree that if 70% of Mississippians vote for a change, yep. you ought to have that change. So something's gone seriously wrong, and I, I, I think we need, to, we need to fix it. Well, do you agree with the present mechanism, notwithstanding the, the math problem with the number of congressional districts? Do you, do you agree with that approach, that the citizens should have the ability to go to the ballot box and amend their constitution? Absolutely. Look, I'm a Brit who co-founded the Brexit campaign, and the Brexit campaign was, I think, the single biggest example around the world of an initiative process forcing politicians to change public policy. It allowed us to use direct democracy in Britain to leave the EU. Direct democracy is really important, and I think Mississippi needs a system of direct democracy. I think it's easy to talk about fixing the trigger mechanism. You just change the law so that you have uh, four congressional districts rather than the five. But but why don't we use this as an opportunity to actually make sure we've got a really good system of direct democracy? We've only had this system since 1990. I think there are three things we could change that would give us a really effective tool so that we don't leave politics to politicians. Okay, so uh, I hear you. Do, do you think the state should uh, implement a direct democracy approach that would allow establishing or amending statute as yes. a, in, in addition at, to just the Constitution? Yeah, at, at the moment, the only way you can use direct democracy is to amend the state Constitution. Right. What this does, it, it forces people who want change, whether it's the legalization of drugs or whether it's changing the state flag yeah. or, or whether it's the expansion of Medicaid, it forces them to think about changing the constitution. But that isn't right. It means we're going to end up with a constitution that's a hodgepodge of irreconcilable tensions. And you're going to paradoxically end up with judges having to decide <laughs> on which take precedent. What we need is a system of initiative that changes the statutes of the state, not the constitution, but the everyday laws. Why? If, if you make something a constitutional amendment, it's like engraving it in tablets of stone. It puts it beyond democratic control. And actually, I think good policy comes about when you make changes, but if they don't work out, you can change them again. So we need a system of initiative that amends state law, not just the Constitution. So 
Uh, how about this, though? If if we did that, the legislature could just turn around if they didn't like it, which might not be in their best political interest, but they could certainly amend or repeal or change those laws. Should we ha- maybe have a, a high threshold to do that when statute is made by the citizens through direct democracy? That would be one way of doing it. But look, another way of doing it, do you really agree with everything that you thought should be public policy 20 or 30 years ago? No, of course you don't. Every four or five years, we need to have, and you do have elections, so that you can change stuff. Stuff that you thought would work that didn't work. I remember thinking that, you know, when um, No Child Left Behind was introduced by the Bush administration, I thought it was going to increase standards. It hasn't worked. You need to be able to constantly modify policy. Elevating something to the status of a constitutional amendment makes it impossible to refine and improve. Yeah, unless you go back to the ballot box and let the citizens vote on it. That's the only mechanism we have in Mississippi to do so. I mean, I think there are another... Weirdly, given that it's a system of direct democracy, it's actually quite indirect because it allows the lawmakers to doctor the question um, under the current system. So I think we need to look at making sure that when we have initiatives that politicians can't change the question. I also think we need to think carefully about making sure that initiatives are tax neutral. Why? The easiest thing in politics is to stand for office promising to be generous with someone else's money. Yeah. Nothing noble or virtuous about that. Nothing morally. (laughs) Actually, it's pretty morally repugnant to spend your neighbor's or your great-grandchildren's unearned income. So what I think we should seriously think about doing is having a right of initiative that changes statutory law, but has to be tax neutral. Okay. Makes sense. So, right. So you can't meddle in sort of those affairs or those issues that that uh, might cause that not to be the case. We need honesty in politics. Look, if you want to stand for office and make other people pay higher taxes, say that. Don't do it by stealth. Don't say, for example, with Medicaid expansion that you're doing this to improve healthcare outcomes when actually you're acting in the interests of certain vested health providers. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Uh, All right, so what about uh, some of these other initiatives that are kind of on the table and I, I guess are in a big holding pattern right now? We have yeah. Medicaid expansion, term limits, recreational marijuana, uh, early voting. We've it's, heard some other stuff, it's too. It's really it's stalled the whole process. And I think, you know, I don't agree with all of those proposals. I agree with some of them. But it's not about what I think. I'm the one guy in Mississippi who doesn't have a vote. <laughs> what I do think is that ordinary folk in Mississippi need to have confidence that they've got a system of initiative that works. And if you passionately believe in some of those things, you should have your moment to collect signatures and put it to a vote. But we need to have a system that people can trust. At the moment... None of that is going to happen because the lawmakers failed to update the rule book for 20 years. Yeah. All right. So if you uh, shift gears just a second, if you had the ability, I know you interact with members of the legislature and, and, um, and the executives that run the state on a regular basis. Your organization certainly does. If you had the ability to, say, address a joint session of our legislature, the House and the Senate together, and you had a whiteboard, what would you put on it is, here's what we ought to do in, in the top three priorities to really move the state forward. What would you think about In terms that? of things to put to a popular vote or just general? Oh, no, reform? just generally pol- policy uh, efforts to improve the state of Mississippi. I think, number one, we need to reduce and eventually remove the state income tax. Businesses are booming in Alabama and Tennessee and Texas and Florida all around us. These are states that 
either have much lower state taxes or don't have state income tax at mm -hmm. all. So getting rid of the state income tax, getting rid of some of the restrictive practices that hold back our economy. We've got all these boards and commissions in downtown Jackson. You shouldn't, as an American, need somebody else's permission to go about earning your living. Um, I, I think one of the things we really need to do is to make sure every Mississippian has the educational opportunities that currently people in certain neighborhoods have. And I think the way to achieve that is more charter schools and school choice. That's got to be that Mississippi is never going to grow and be as economically dynamic as many of those other U.S. states unless we shake up the education system. Yeah, it seems like it always comes down to that, doesn't it, that uh, education, and we're not talking about just Mississippi, but across our country, and I'm sure you're aware, I've certainly talked about it extensively on the program, uh, the indoctrination yeah. <laughs> of our students that is occurring. You know, there's no easy answer to it, but critical race theory is really damaging America. I noticed this as a Brit coming to your country. This is the most extraordinary country on the planet. It's the most amazing country. People queue up to come to your country. People want from every color, every culture, every continent, they want to come to America. And yet when you come to America, there are some Americans who teach fellow Americans that instead of being citizens with inalienable rights, as the founder said, they're defined by immutable characteristics. This is dividing the United States, and I think we need to be really firm on this, you should not ever be allowed to use public money to indoctrinate Americans to turn against fellow Americans. Yeah, and it's it's happening at a rapid rate, and it's wildfire spreading across this country, and it's deeply disturbing to me. i got to tell you, every day I, I just I come across a new report, a new article, some new it's, um, discovery where this stuff's it's, happening. It's fundamentally dishonest about America because America is an achievement that people should be – America is not just a material achievement, America is a moral achievement that people in America should be proud about. It's not just dishonest, it's, it's, it's also very, very short-sighted because yeah. you know, do we really want to live in a society where people feel re-racialized surely the whole promise of what martin luther king was talking about was an america where people could actually get on with their lives as individuals rather than being defined by immutable to characteristics totally agree totally agree and i I'd, so uh we've got to keep exposing the truth about that i think and just if working against it everyone who feels the way you and i do gerald about this and all of our listeners who feel the way that they feel about this if, if they're prepared to speak up and say no to this nonsense. That is the only way to defeat it. I it's, agree. The federal government's not going to fix it. It's just you and me and our listeners. I agree. And uh, we're out of time, but it's got to happen at the local level. That's the key. Gotta and it will. That's level. America's great strength. The totally states agree. and local power. Douglas Carswell, President and CEO of Mississippi Center for Public Policy, has been our guest today. Always Thank appreciate you. you coming on, Douglas, and we'll talk to you soon. It is an honor. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back here on the JT Show. Stay with us. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. Right now we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, seracoding, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle builds. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. 
This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridgeland Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridgeland Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridgeland Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-771. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio here. Appreciate Mr. Carswell for coming in. So, Rusty from Greenville, I, I, he just doesn't like that 70% deal. That, I'm not sure why it matters, though, Rusty. Does it matter if it's 70 or or 62? Is that a problem? I, either way, it's I, I, I get the feeling... Help me out here. That that it's your position that 
the that Mississippi doesn't uh, as, as a percentage of the population. I don't know that it matters if it's the let's just say the adult population. How about that? That that the majority of adults in this state, and we'll call an adult someone of voting age, don't support some form of a medical marijuana program. I, I think that's your feeling. Help me understand that. I disagree if that's the case. How many states now have one, Rhino? I think it's 35. And I think we're up to 14, 15 that have legalized recreational. We know Alabama just recently um, passed, enacted, uh, legalized medical. I think Louisiana, I checked a couple of weeks ago, they've got two bills, one to decriminalize and one to legalize, decriminalize marijuana and legalize recreational. I think it passed the House and is teed up in their Senate. Probably going to happen. 35 states is, is the number that comes to mind. Is that what you see? For some reason, I want to say 37. But. Oh, okay. A couple of more. So th- that there's broad approval across the country. I don't think that's too terribly different the sentiment here in Mississippi, is my opinion. Now, what that ought to look like, sure, that is wide open for debate. And we talked about the provisions of the Alabama law that just went into effect, um, or just got enacted a couple of weeks ago. It limits, by the way, the number of dispensaries to 27 across the state, which I thought was interesting. Does Does not allow for uh, smokable and vapable forms. I mean, it's got some other restrictions in it as well. But so that's that's an approach. But the, I think the general concept of medical marijuana, I think, has fairly broad support. Uh, yeah, Dave from Manistee, uh, Manistee, excuse me, Michigan says it's wide open for both. Just recently, right, Dave? I think did Michigan enact maybe a year ago. At the ballot, um, recreational. If you like the laws in the other states, move to the other states. Sure. But that's still, that's for Ricky and Jackson. I agree. You, you can certainly vote with your feet, so to speak. But if, um, I think the question is, what does the support look like in terms of the component of the population of the state? with respect to a medical marijuana program. I, I, I'm saying it's my belief that the majority of the voting public supports it. I think the majority of the voting public supports recreational. We could split hairs about what percentage it is, whether it's 74 or 52 or 98. It doesn't really matter. The majority, uh, in, unless we change our structure, for, for such policy that would require some sort of supermajority, and this doesn't at this point. So anyhow, um, uh, <laughs> Sheila from Hattiesburg, help me, Gerard, how can I stop the robocalls? <laughs> uh, you know, Sheila, there, there are apps you can download. I can't remember all the names of them that'll do that. Of course, make sure you've reported um, those those callers or put you put you on I should say the no call list with the public service commission and so forth. But 
You know, my I had some, and I'm on all the lists, and I have a a robo blocker, but I was still getting them, and if they finally just went away, is anybody? I was getting texts like crazy, and they stopped. Not sure why, but they they totally stopped. Um, let's see. The governor can stop critical race theory in the state. Didn't Florida's governor do it? Yeah. Uh, I believe that several states have. I I was keeping track, and when I saw more and more roll in there, I also think that we're up to, is it 27 states that have opted out of the the um, unemployment, enhanced unemployment benefits? I think it's 27 now, right? Yeah, it just cl- clicked over more than half. I mean, it went from like two right off the bat, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Mississippi being one of them. June 12th, I think, is our ending date for those enhanced unemployment benefits. But, yeah, I agree, C.J. from Madison. And I, I want to say that Senator Angela Hill, when she was on the program a couple of weeks ago, discussed this and said that uh, couldn't get any traction for legislation that would prohibit CRT being taught in Mississippi schools. But I, I think the attitude towards that, I hope, is changing and in the next session, we get that done. But, yeah, there are several states that have have uh, totally uh, banned it from being taught in the schools. I think it's destructive. I really do. Now, there, there are some, I'm sure, that will say, well, if you don't support that, you're a racist. No, that's not true. First, I'm not a racist. And if somebody wants to provide something that would disprove my assertion, have at it. My, my life's fairly wide open out there on the Internet just because of uh, my, my business experience and, and activities. Uh, but, th- no, that's not what it means. It means I love the country, and I'm worried about indoctrinating our children to hate the country and to hate their fellow Americans, and that's what that stuff does. It's, it's not about breaking through or achieving some sort of utopia uh, uh, where there's just we're non-racial a non-racial society. No, it's not about that. It's it's about teaching, frankly, white people that you are inherently racist. You were born that way, and you always will be that way, and that this country was built on that basis. I I disagree with that, and I think that is a, a destructive concept, and and destructive teaching, and I don't want to see children exposed to that uh, or being forced to go through that. I think it's ridiculous. So Matt from Savannah says, what do you think the percentage of support would be if the second initiative wasn't put on the ballot to confuse voters? He's talking about Initiative 65. I, You know, all I can go by there, Matt, at this point, I hesitate to speculate, is that it is 62% of those who who voted in the election. 62% of the people who cast a ballot said that they were for approval of a medical marijuana program, either as outlined in 65 or 65A. So I think that's fairly accurate. I think it's in the 60 to 70% range, is just my opinion. The governor needs to ban CRT and SEL. Yep, honestly, it doesn't matter at this point, I guess. That's rusty. The state Supreme Court has already ruled, so it's a moot point. I just have not stood down on the point, so I'm knee-jerking. Sorry about that. I'll try to chill. It's okay, Rusty. It, I, I just 
I think at this point the percentage is kind of irrelevant, and I think the side that, like this We Are the 74 group yesterday, yeah, that's a little misleading, frankly, but I don't even think that was necessary. I, I'll, I think, I know they did it for, for uh, emphasis, you know, for sizzle, for, uh, for really trying to focus the point home, but look, the fact is the majority support it, and uh, they, they can have their grievance all day long with the Supreme Court. I believe the Supreme Court got the decision right. And every lawyer I've had on the show has agreed, I and mean, if you look at it strictly from a contextual perspective, and I think we as conservatives would expect the same in any sort of controversial decision made by the Supreme Court, that strict context is, is considered. Now, that's just, that's, and so I guess there, there are such, um, I guess, lawyers that stand down on the strict contextualization of law versus the kind of spirit and intent, uh, those are two schools of thought from a legal theory perspective, but I guess I fall into the uh, the former in that respect, So, and so did the Supreme Court. That being said, this can be fixed. I think, honestly, I think the legislature is going to get something done. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I think they get that there's broad support for this, and they're hearing hearing it, for the most part, from their constituents. I predict they get something done. Special session, I say that's 50-50 at this point. Time for a break here on the JT Show. We'll come back. we got a lot more to talk about in the 30 minutes we got left. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 88. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 68. Your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 89. Thursday evening, mostly clear, low around 70. And for your finally Friday, a 4 in 10 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 88. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1795. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes 
Tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The federal government picks up the majority of what our state spends on Medicaid, but Senate Medicaid Chair Kevin Blackwell hints that that money isn't being spent wisely. We're spending a little over uh, about $8,300 per member. I, for that m- amount of money, I could go out and buy a policy, you know, private policy. Efforts to expand Medicaid through the ballot initiative process are dead for now. Blackwell is planning joint hearings over the summer. All available troopers will be on the road for the Mississippi Highway Patrol's Memorial Day enforcement period. But Major Johnny Paulo says you can help to ensure troopers have time with their families as well. And the way you can help that officer out is by making a good decision, do the right thing behind the wheel, avoid that crash where that law enforcement officer is going to have to respond along with first responders as well. The enforcement period begins Friday and runs through Monday. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, my 
the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. So Aaron in Gumtown uh, just informs Mississippi No Call. I couldn't remember the name of it. Thanks for that, Aaron. Is the app you can use to help out with a no call list stuff. Um, also, the question came in about uh, China not being so far removed from Magnolia. This is from Rhonda A. And I wasn't sure what Rhonda was talking about. She explained this on the ceasefire text line, of course. The city of Magnolia, Mississippi, has boycotted handy hardware for not endorsing Mercedes Ricks. That's what it says. Not boycotted, blacklisted. Check with Alderman, um, I, I can't say his name, Cornicione? A Facebook post just sounded like what China's doing to me. Well, China's, yeah, I mean, it's they control everything <laughs> with respect to that. Interesting uh, to hear that, though, Rhonda. Uh, maybe somebody can kind of unravel some of what the heck's going on there. Uh, let's see. Dave from Ripley says, surprise, Angela Hill's bills were turned down. Somebody text Philip Gunn's office number, please. Text me. I would call my representative, but my old grandpappy used to say, if you want anything done, go to headquarters. You know, when we asked the senator about that, if you recall, she said it, it just didn't seem like it was a priority at the time. I think it probably is now, and she she made it uh, made the statement that she was pretty optimistic that it was going to get traction. I would also say that now that several other states again have pushed back against CRT and they're passing legislation to ban it in their schools, I think you're going to. I just got to believe you're going to see Mississippi follow suit in that as well. I, I certainly hope so, and am going to be pushing uh, for that. Uh, Robin Hattiesburg says, I fully support medical marijuana. I also think Initiative 65 was a disaster. We got lucky it was struck down so we can do it correctly. Look, there are strong feelings on both sides of this deal. There are those that argue 65 is the way to go and those that say, nope, that's not the best approach. So we'll see what the legislature does. It's moot now, of course. We'll see what the legislature does. Will they pass something that is more aligned with 65 or something that is, say, closer to what Alabama just passed. We'll definitely see. Uh, Paula Meridian says the Supreme Court got it right and it's the legislature's fault it was screwed up to begin with. I think most people would say, would certainly agree that the legislature took no action, which is what I think prompted a petition, a citizen petition-based initiative, a direct democracy as we were just discussing with uh, Mr. Carswell, Douglas Carswell, from Center for Public Policy. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. But, you know, I would ask this question during the 19 elections, 2019 elections. I don't remember that issue coming up, like, at all. I don't remember in the numerous events I attended where candidates for office in, in the in Mississippi's uh, Senate uh, or House, or candidates for statewide office. I don't remember anybody asking them, or them, or them, uh, I guess, informing of their position. And if you think about all the campaign materials uh, and promotional ads and so forth for uh, campaign ads, I don't remember that issue even being discussed. How about you, Rhino? Do you remember medical marijuana uh, c- it included in those discussions? I just... I don't. I'm not saying it did, and I personally can't recall uh, candidates for any of those offices talking about that as a priority. 
I'm trying but, to remember if it was ever even brought up at the debates. Right. I just don't think it was that I, that I can recall. So, Neil from McGee, uh, he is, I think, rightfully upset about this um, loan forgiveness where the it federal... was brought up at the debate. Okay. When what was said? Uh, let's see here. From the debate between Mr. Waller and Mr. Reeves. Yeah. Let's see what Mr. Waller had to say about medical marijuana. Would you support the language in this ballot initiative, which would legalize medical marijuana for patients with debilitating medical conditions and regulated by the st- department, the State Department of Health? Yes or no? And why, Mr. Waller? You have 60 seconds. Uh, of course, I've got my whole career, 42 years, is in, in law and, and the last 21 on the Supreme Court. Uh, and we've reviewed a number of, of cases involving drug offenses. I've, I've championed drug courts, brought them to all the courts of the state. And I can tell you that uh, last thing we need is another substance that could provide issues. And of course, we all know that even in the medical use, uh, the, the reports of, of increased aggressiveness with the use of it as a gate to other drugs. Uh, it, where I am right now, I'm not interested in introducing another drug unless it can be shown there is a void uh, that cannot be filled in any other way. Okay. And then from Mr. Reeves on medical marijuana. All right. Mr. Reeves, you support the language in the ballot initiative. You have 60 seconds to respond. Well, I don't know where it went. Let's try that again. Somewhere around here. Well, shoot. It's gone now. Where'd it oh, go? Oh, dead gummit. Well, I stand corrected. I don't. I don't know which debate that was. I just don't remember in all the speeches and so forth. There it is. Okay. Mr. Reeves, would you support the language in the ballot initiative? You have 60 seconds to respond. Well, thank you. Um, I, I am personally opposed uh, to the, the ballot initiative, and I'm uh, very, very likely to vote no on it. And the reason for that is I have three daughters, and, and like Justice Waller just said, uh, I see this as a potential gateway drug. Um, and the f- reality is uh, that in many, many areas of our society today, drugs are killing people. Drugs are ruining people's lives. They lead to a life of, um, of criminal activity and other things. And so uh, I will personally vote no on, on this particular initiative. Now, if it were to pass, I'm going to do my constitutional responsibility as, as governor um, and, and do what I'm and enact it in the way in which I'm supposed to do so. I appreciate that, Rhino. So, again, I don't know which debate that was. I I don't remember that coming up. Which one? That was the GOP debate from 2019. Okay. And who who hosted that? Uh, I believe that was the one on WJTV. Okay. Uh, it, nonetheless, uh, I, don't, I don't think that was really a, a focal issue. I don't feel like it was during the campaign. But, okay, so both were aligned on their opposition to 65, and sounds like they're aligned in their opposition to medical marijuana, period. I guess where I come down on that is that enacting medical marijuana, in my opinion, I don't think would increase dramatically the use of drugs. I could be wrong, but and here's why I say that. I just think if people want to put that stuff in their body, they're going to figure out a way to, to get it. I never have. I've never ingested it in any form. Don't intend to. Uh, but I, I don't. You know, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think that whether or not we have a program is going to curtail that. It could be argued that maybe it increases it somewhat. I don't know. It's 
it's hard it's hard to tell frankly in that respect and I haven't really analyzed enough what's happened in the other states with respect to that I do know that during the pandemic the lockdowns resulted in an increase in drug use and I think drug overdoses if I'm not mistaken in particular opioids I, I see that as a much bigger problem uh, frankly but I just think if people want to get that stuff and put it in their bodies, they're going to figure out a way to do it. It's it's not like, hey, we don't have it in the state. That's sim- simply not true and certainly not true. So it, it exists. I would argue could probably be easily obtained on any school ground in this state, unfortunately. Heck, I remember seeing it when I was in high school around the schools. You guys, they were your folks in the class. You know, they were dealers. It's it was popular, common. That was the seventies, of course. So uh, anyhow, the, Amanda from Pike County did, by the way, weigh in on this Magnolia situation. Uh, Konakion is the way the alderman pronounces his name. Apologize for that. Handy Hardware thwarted the mask mandate last year. Magnolia City workers are not allowed to buy hardware from the local store and have to go to Macomb. Mayor Witherspoon's not a good mayor. I think our our good friend Dave Hughes kind of stays on those guys pretty hard down there, doesn't he? So Tim McGee says, I'm with you, Gerard. 52% of the Mississippi voters were in favor of anything. Actually, it was 62%. It needs to be passed where I'm for it or not. Um, Sheila from Hattiesburg says, I agree. Cigarettes are a gateway drug. Alcohol, these politicians sure didn't have a problem with Oxycontin being prescribed. That on the ceasefire text line. That's interesting. Uh, Vote them out if you don't like them. If you don't like it, that's from Wayne and Brandon. State Board of Education should get a backbone and ban CRT by policy. They don't need the legislature to do it. Yeah, you would think so. I'm I'm not sure they would take it up, honestly. As a board, we we shall see. Um, anyhow, we uh, we're going to take a break. Step away right here. We got a final segment coming up. The Wall Street bankers are up on the hill today. I'm going to give you a little taste of what they're talking about. They've already done some testimony. It ain't about, in my view, what banks should be worried about. Stay with us. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable. You never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Neobella's and the Great American Cookies. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Rogers Dabb Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabb's fleet. Call the Rogers Dabb's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabbs.com. Rogers Dabb Chevrolet. Find new roads. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still zero percent interest you don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand so stop by frederick sales and service on old highway 471 in brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the xmark mower that best suits your needs at frederick's we are the xmark experts 26 years of award-winning selling servicing and supporting our customers with legendary xmark quality Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local, and he will call you back. AARP is working to protect Americans 50-plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it, let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back. 
The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi, Gerard and uh, Rhino on this. Hump day! All right, so these Wall Street banking executives are up on the hill, and they're fielding a bunch of questions from, from folks on both sides of the aisle. And I don't know if you folks are familiar with this concept known as stakeholder capitalism, but basically what it says is that the primary function of a private sector business is uh, not just to produce value for society and thus a profit thereof and to return a value on the investment from its shareholders. That's been the traditional approach. But no, they've got to focus on stakeholders. And stakeholders is everybody on the planet has a stake in uh, a company, if you will. Not a, a share of stock or equity position or an investment. They just have a stake in it. And so they, they want... Um, the pursuit of profit and value to society to take a back seat, in order to produce that profit, to take a back seat to let's make sure we're serving the stakeholders, like through um, opining, uh, for example, and denouncing the Georgia voting law, right? That would be an example. That would be taking care of the stakeholders and all this goofy Green New Deal stuff and climate carbon footprint. All that is more important. And, of course, all the efforts uh, with respect to diversity and inclusion and their board members and the pay between the CEO and the, and the normal workers and those ratios thereof. Uh, so, of course, Chairman Sherrod Brown, Democrat from Ohio, he's really a, quite the character. He faulted the firms for a drop in lending during the pandemic. Well, duh, with the uncertainty that we were experiencing with respect to how long they're going to lock us up? Who the heck wants to loan money in that situation? And of course, he got all over Jamie Dimon for the pay gap between him and his workers. I'm so sick of that garbage. Why don't they ever go after LeBron James and the guy that that uh, works as a vendor in the stands at an NBA game? Why don't they ever go after them or all these woke California liberal artists and performers and all the people that attend to their every need? What about that pay gap? Why, why didn't that ever come up? This guy runs this giant bank, and I'm no tremendous fan of Jamie Dimon. And to some extent, Jamie, you you laid you made your own bed, now lay in it. You started with some of this stakeholder garbage a couple of years ago. I remember it distinctly. And you've weighed in on political matters. Stay out of them. Just run the bank. That's what people want. And so now you're getting questioned by Elizabeth Warren, of course. But Senator Pat Toomey, bravo to him. He's a Republican. He's the top one on this panel. He, uh, he got a little sideways with them on their support for this notion of stakeholder capitalism. He said that um, corporate decisions should take all stakeholders, employees, customers, and society at large 
uh, into account, did Jamie Dimon a couple of years ago. It was 2019. So Senator Toomey says, well, I would ask you to reconsider this because stakeholder capitalism is meant to diminish the importance of a company's obligation to shareholders relative to other stakeholders, and I think that's a contradiction of the fundamental aspect of capitalism. He's right, is Senator Toomey, to admonish Jamie Dimon. So that's what you get, Jamie. You started that garbage. Now you're called to the Hill, and you've got to account for it. Of course, they wanted to know about why they're not making more loans to minorities, and why they don't have more minorities on their board, and why they don't have more minority customers, and why they don't have more minority workers. Everything's about that. That's their med- That's all they care about. They could lose their shirts, and they'd be okay with that, as long as they were able to check all those boxes and all these these feckless Democrats would go back to their constituents and say, see what I did? I got that minority per- percentage up. It's just ridiculous. Uh, companies need to focus on what they do best, and that's the products and services that they provide to society. Get, Be the best at that, and everything else will work out. Right now, we're also facing enormous, as we wrap the show up, enormous pressures from inflation. I'm going to talk about some of that tomorrow. But you know what? The very people who are hurt the most by that are the people who are creating all this inflation, who are the cause all of it. That's the ones they purport to support and protect. And they're wrong. They're hurting them. Because those people at the lower end of the income scale... The staples of life they got to have all going through the roof. It's because of you, Biden and Democrats. You're hurting the people that you claim to support and to and to be uh, an advocate for. We are out of time here on the JT Show today. We'll step away, but we'll be back tomorrow. Will Rhino and I stay safe? God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.